Welcome to a special PyCon 2011 edition of LocoCast. Recently, Mike Piernot of From Python Import Podcast and our own Rick Harding of LocoCast sat down with John DeRosa. John took a two-day trip from Seattle, Washington to Atlanta, Georgia for this year's PyCon, and Mike and Rick got an opportunity to talk with him about the experience. Right, so we were just talking about trying to get uh, John down here uh, to talk with us. He's from Seattle and chose to take a bus across the great land of ours to uh, come to PyCon. And I thought this was one of the greatest things about PyCon was uh, following all these uh, tweets of his adventures along the way. So uh, hoping we can chat a little bit and, and... so the first question is, why did I do it? Yes, why did you do it? So there's, awesome self-interview, I love it. Okay, there's, there's, uh, there's a couple of different levels of answers. Uh, one is, uh, I really do not like uh, what um, flying has become in the US. Um, it's not the flying itself, it's all the stuff before and after, I guess mostly before. Um, and uh, the last trip I took, the last air travel trip I took, I, you know, I guess, I, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. It was one too many barks by a TSA minimum wage employee. It was one too many weirdnesses going through the line. And so when this, uh, when the scheduling for PyCon came up, I looked at my schedule. I just wanted to see if there was another way to do it. And so I evaluated bus, train, and, and plane. And uh, bus was um, two and a half days from Seattle to Atlanta. So two and a half each way for a five-day conference was about the limit of what I would tolerate. A uh, little bit cheaper than airfare, actually, $100 cheaper round trip at the time that I was doing the booking, although it, I wasn't doing this for the, for the money. Train was most expensive and longest because the tracks don't go anywhere near in the right direction. I think Amtrak had to go over to Washington, D.C. and then make a hard right turn. Um, and so I decided I wanted to actually try to do this. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, a, kind of a thing where, you know, you, you, you get online at the airport and you grumble and you say this isn't right. And, but I just want to try to actually sort of do something locally and that's what I did. At another level, I hadn't taken the bus in, uh, you know, cross country in like something like 30 years. And, uh, and I just wanted to see if it had changed. And, um, you know, a couple of days going slow. I thought that would be okay. I turned on AT&T tethering, which was useful after Chicago, but from Seattle to Chicago, uh, boy, um, not good coverage. Yeah, I saw your post yeah. going through Montana, and that's a, that's a big state to go through. Nothing. nothing. There, there are yeah. no electromagnetic waves in Montana. I think, <laughs> I think it's a big sink. I had, um, I maybe had edge. I had, mo- if I had a signal at all, it was GPRS. Um, and, uh, but after Chicago, it was okay. And uh, the buses from Seattle to Atlanta, the buses got better the closer I got to Atlanta. Um, In fact, from Chicago onward, I had the new Greyhound buses with Wi-Fi and 110 volt power. Holy Um, crap! Yeah, yeah, it was very nice. Actually, it was nice. And leather seats, although, you know, this wasn't Corinthian leather. This was... (laughs) Well, (laughs) I about the seats. You had Wi-Fi and power? Wi-Fi and power. And actually, from Chicago onward, pretty decent coverage. Going through the Appalachians, it was... Kind of got a little spotty, uh, but also cl- the closer I got to sh- to um, to Atlanta, kind of the more weird people got. It Welcome. Was, we yeah. call that the South. It was <laughs> as, as as someone from Seattle, you may not be aware. There's a there's a line that when you cross, really? life gets interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, y- yeah. I I spent a lot of years in Virginia and Oklahoma and stuff, so I represent. But uh, I I moved out. So I, you know, do, there's a lot of <laughs> unusual people out there. 
Uh, just a few. Y yeah, yeah. It was uh, maybe the weirdest single event was the um, the Amish who got on the bus. So right there, you know, there was a little bit of cognitive some dissonance going on. I'm like, shouldn't they be on horse or walking? <laughs> and then there was the drunk guy sitting behind the Amish who called them Mormons and who told them to sit down. And right after telling them to sit down, he blurted out, uh, Amish make the tastiest turkeys, which I don't understand. I don't even know if it's true or not. Do Amish make tasty turkeys? I don't know that Amish even make turkeys. Um, but um, I have to say, my, my experience with, with turkeys of the Amish and non-Amish variety is the, uh, the Amish do make very, very, they raise good turkeys that taste great. So they don't make so, the turkeys, they no, raise yes, them. Yes, they, yeah. Like, if okay. you, if you, I don't know if I'm even comfortable with the thought of making turkeys. I was going to say, I, 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 I think was, that, that you, you met an individual who has an interesting take on how food I, comes yeah, about. Yeah, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was unusual. Uh, so yeah. what's you got like a mileage total for us? We want some some geek out some on some stats, numbers. I'm sorry, um, uh, a total of about a total of six buses. Um, so you know, transfer, transfer, transfer. Right, right. Um, uh, mileage total, unfortunately, no. But I will keep track of that uh, on my trip back. I'm just curious. Uh, the layovers were you know either anywhere from 20 minutes, to like two and a half hours. Um, the 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 bus personnel are kind of interesting. They 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 give you different rules depending on who you talk to. So I would talk to one person. They'd say, you, the luggage you're checking under the bus in storage is checked through to Atlanta. Don't worry about it. We, you know, you just right. you go from bus to bus, but we will move your bag for you. And I'm like, rock on. That's good. Uh, and then I would talk to other bus personnel, and these are employees of Greyhound who said to me, do not trust us with your luggage. You should move your luggage from bus to bus. Which I could see another passenger saying that, but right. the employee says that that'd be like a pilot saying, you know, you, you, you don't want to get on this plane. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> I would not take this plane. So that was a little odd. Um, yeah. Um, so this is my first podcast. Ever. Yeah, cool. Congrats. I, well, I am no longer yeah, a podcast yeah. virgin. Oh. So, so, so tell me, so you, you, you said you did, uh, last time you did a, a cross country bus trip was like 30 years ago. Yeah. College. Yeah. So yeah. what, what, what was the same? What was different? Um, wow. How is, how is that ride changed in, in that time? You know, it turns, well, uh, wow, that's a good question. Uh, you know, um, do you remember the first one? Let's start there. I, 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 I do. Uh, you know, uh, the first one was sort of like a college semester break thing. So, uh, buses more comfortable. Um, um, they probably pollute less, I guess. Uh, laptops have not been invented yet. Um, uh, you, know, I, you know, I think people are about the same as they were 30 years ago. I seem to recall, I also saw some. I was say, I'm not sure if that's yeah. a good sign or a bad yeah, sign. Yeah, people are the same, I think. I think the bus technology has gotten a little bit better, but... Uh, awesome. Eric's got his hand raised. This is awesome. <laughs> what? So, um, what was the resolution of the lady who was uh, fighting with her abusive boyfriend? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh story time, story actually, time. Thank you. Yeah, that, actually, that, that, that I sort of blanked out on because it wasn't an amusing thing. It was actually very, very sad. So, there's this... So in, actually it was in Seattle, woman gets on, sits in front of me, um, and as the driver's talking, her phone rings, and her ringer tone is something about, oh, it must be a booty call, which kind of humorous, kind of weird. You know, but, so <clears throat> during the trip, it turns out she was visiting her mother, and um, uh, her, her husband was very abusive, physically abusive, and she would, she would talk on the phone to, to her abusive 
husband or partner during the trip, tell him to not call, and he would call back and she would always take his call. And what came out, because she was talking in a kind of a loud voice, and I think at some points everyone on the bus was sort of like listening in, I mean, this guy apparently beat her and choked her, and very, very abusive, and he was with another woman, and she would say, you know, why don't you stay with her? Stop calling me. And then she would hang up, and then he would call back again, and then and she would take the phone. And I, I came close to saying, you know, you don't know me, but you know what? Don't take his call. Change your phone number. There's a thing called a SIM card. It can be changed. You can get a different number. Don't even go back. But, and she just, um, yeah, he was apparently very jealous about her going to visit her mother for two days, and we all heard the drama on the bus. Um, something that you probably wouldn't, well, you definitely wouldn't have happened on a plane, but it was actually rather sad. Um, and uh, she got off in Milwaukee. Um, so yeah, thanks for asking about that. That was, that was actually kind of very, very sobering. Um, just why did she take his, keep taking his call? And she apparently was going back to him after the end of the trip. Gotcha. So what do you what do you say to that? Uh, I mean, it was very very sad. Oh. Um, another another oddity um, is we went through Fargo. Uh, North I Dakota. love this part. Yeah, yeah, Fargo. Um, Fargo was interesting. So the movie Fargo, you know, painted Fargo up, or at least implied it was kind of a small little podunk kind of kind of town. But actually, Fargo is actually a metropolis in the area. I think it's like the largest in the state actually in terms of population, and it has um, either first largest or second largest. It's actually kind of sprawling, and it's actually you know, a really good sized city. And as we were going through Fargo, I was looking outside and I realized the road at the beginning of the movie where the cop is killed, we were on that road. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I know this place. And you know, it's, it is just like it's portrayed in the movie. There was no CGI there. It's, you know, long stretch. Of just an empty. Flat on, yeah. yeah, flat on both sides. And you know, even the scrub was exactly the same. And um, that was really great. That was just, Kind of exciting. So cool. We should tell everyone though. So basically, along this whole trip, you tweeted it. Um, yeah. What what handle were you using to tweet that? Uh, John DeRosa. That's my um, name. It's kind of boring, but I and nothing fancy. It's just yeah. my name. Yeah. Is there any plans to uh, archive that before Twitter takes care of disappearing for you, or saving yeah. it for posterity's sake, or anything? Or? I hadn't thought about it. I didn't. Don't kind of like it, a. It's kind of like a journal. I, I kind of feel like it was a little bit of a travel journal that someone might keep. Yeah, and then, but and, and have around, but not not my, that kind. My of. tweets and posterity are words that don't <laughs> normally collide in the same sentence. I don't. I don't normally think that way. Oh, okay. Uh, coming out in two thousand and four. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Movie. Although I guess Twitter already archives. Right, and I guess there's somewhere there'll be a business that buys an oh, archive gosh, of gosh, feeds and all that stuff. Library of Congress will have it. There, there we go. go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole thing. There we go. You're probably right. So I'm leaving uh, tomorrow, and uh, people have asked, you know, you're going to fly back, or, and I'm going to bus back tomorrow. And the bus leaves, I think, at noon, and away I go. So I guess the answer is a question: Would you do it again? <laughs> yes, yeah. I would. Although, uh, and, and uh, in in all honesty, I'm going to think about. So two and a half days. I admit the last day, half day, I was getting a little antsy. Um, seats are you know pretty comfortable, but still fundamentally you're sitting. And yes, you get up and stretch during breaks and layovers, but you know. So um, I, I'm wondering if maybe my real upper bound should be like a day and a half or two days. I think the last that should half be easier, day, right? Next year, PyCon's out in California. Yes, that's yeah. trivial. So Actually, I may take the train. I mean, Amtrak, just got to stay in the same time zone. Oh. Absolutely. Amtrak is great. Uh, but in this case, it was just not, you know, it was just four days each way would have been too much. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Cool. How are the meals? Um, how are the meals? So, yeah, food. 
wow, you know, I, we, would, we would get off at a stop, okay, break, food break, you know, you got 20 minutes and you, you pile off the bus, you go to the stop where the bus pulled in and there's a lot of crap out there. Can I say the word crap on a podcast? Yeah, yeah. We, we've, we've got the explicit tag on, on both of ours, so. Yeah. I can curse, can oh, I say yeah. like, oh, yeah. like, yeah. you can, you can say bomb. it was shit food, that's shit. fine. Shit, I can say shit. Yeah. Food in across America, it's, um, you know, it's like, it's like, you want to know what's wrong with America? You just check out what people are eating. It's and now, by the way, I am no fitness expert. I mean, I'm sorry. I should talk uh, into uh, the. Oh, that's that's right. I've got the. I got it up a little bit. Oh. When you turn around, see, it, it I, I'm, I'm new at hey, this. I've sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so you know, people would get out of the bus and they would, you know, on a, you know, pork rinds, beef jerky, chips, crap, and it's like you look for a piece of fruit nowhere to be seen. The mo the healthiest thing I found on most of the stops were like planters peanuts. I figure. You know, peanuts, salted peanuts, but yeah, not 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 good. And uh, there so are you, so you couldn't eat at real restaurants. So you just ate at like uh, you yes, a snack place, at, convenience stores. Right. So in in the whole two and a half days, there was only one layover that was long <laughs> enough to to consider. And I did eat at an actual restaurant, which was a rock bottom, which was a chain, but hey, it was you know decent food. So only one layover. Most of the layovers were were anywhere from ten to thirty minutes, and. Um, uh, a couple of them were in McDonald's, the kind of the 20, 30 minute layovers. People would run in and get, you know, burgers and stuff and come back. They were not coming back with salads. Uh, you know, they were coming back with you know, McDonald's food. Um, uh, and there are also uh, well, a lot of McDonald's makes salads into McDonald's food, too. That's the th other that's problem. well, it's or all like it, or like that oatmeal thing. Yeah. That the, oh. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, th th there are a lot of rest stops in uh, Montana and Dakotas and Idaho that sell um, art, uh, moose art. If you're looking for uh, pictures of moose uh, <laughs> to hang on the wall, and, and they have, you know, valued at, and then there's their price, which of course is less, which is like, I mean, you can buy this for like half off what it's really valued at. So like $1,000 and then half off, and then they have a special going on right then. So I, I, when I go back, I'm going to pick up a bunch because I think it'll look great That's in our house. Investment. The, the it's one. an investment. Actually, it is. Well, you have to make sure you store them temperature and humidity controlled. But oh. yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. A lot, lot, of, lot of moose out there. Yeah, um, I don't know then. Seattle, I don't know what that, that seems like it'd be a lot of work to try to keep that quality over time. Well, I mean, we can, we, we've got a wine cellar. We toss the wine uh -huh. and we put that in. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Great. I, I just went to PyCon and all I got was this moose art. That would be <laughs> yeah. awesome. Well, my wife Weirdest wants me to bring her back right. something nice. And I like to always, I'm thinking of you. You must sweetie. satisfy the wife. So, this is true. Well, I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> but, but so I figure moose art I think would be awesome. I think she'd really appreciate it. Cool. What's your favorite thing uh, about PyCon so far? Uh, this is my third PyCon, third or fourth, third PyCon. Um, uh, so, I really like um, a whole bunch of smart people coming together focused on an area with a lot of different interests within that area for a period of time. And it is, PyCon is invigorating. I come away from PyCon, yeah, I could list, you know, yes, there are technology, I'm going back with like four technologies I want to look at for work and I'm, you know, yeah, I made some new friends, but, but it's, it's, it's the whole thing. It's, it's the um, it's the energy level. It's the interest. It's seeing what other people do, and it's being in a room where you know probably half the you know I mean half the people here are way smarter than me. And it's like I listen to some of these people. Hillary, like 
Oh my god! That I was, mean, she had a great opening keynote. I thought that was really awesome. That was virtually perfect as keynotes go. And you and I checked out her blog, and it's like she's she's got neurons to burn. Um, yeah, we uh, haven't had that good of a keynote opening since I think uh, uh, Rommel's talk on literate programming in Dallas. I, in, I was not at the Dallas one. I, was I, that I started coming oh, in six or Chicago. seven? I forget what which year that was, but that was a, a great keynote too. Yeah, I mean she is. And have, have you looked at her blog? It's uh, like, I need to. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm reading her blog. It's like mm, I need a dictionary to read her blog and possibly awesome. a thesaurus. It's just she's incredibly smart, and it, that was just a great keynote. Um, and it made it made you think. One interesting thing about this year's PyCon. Um, so I like a lot of people. I'm on Twitter, and I kind of mourn the passing of IRC as the back channel. But Twitter, Twitter seems to want. I really like IRC. It just it's it's better designed for this, just the whole structure. But Twitter, Twitter, what can I say? Twitter one. But here at PyCon, so there's two two uh, tweets that I made friends with on Twitter. Never met them before PyCon. We hooked up here at PyCon, and you know, so now we've met face to face. And in fact, one of them is here because I sort of proselytized PyCon to him over Twitter. Like, you should go check it out. And then he's like, okay. No. And so and now we meet, and that was really great. That was that was quite pleasant. Awesome. The, the social side is definitely yeah. yes. a great thing for these conferences. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and and everyone. I mean, what's basically what's not to like, right? Yeah. I mean, smart people and they're friendly, and you can pick their pockets and you know, come away with profit. It's <laughs> uh, great. I'm moving my chair further away now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just say that the energy level is really infectious, and it's about the only thing that's keeping me going right now is yeah. just like existing on the good vibe of of, uh, of this place. I know, I gave a, a Rick's rant a while ago about the, uh, I called them the part-time developer. They, they do go work a full-time job, but they don't experience, they don't take their career, uh, enjoy it enough to do it outside of work. And I know whenever I, I go to all these conferences I can, uh, the Pi Ohio's, the Ohio Linux Fest, the PyCon now, and I, I never feel more motivated to go back and write code than after a conference. Uh, even yes. a, a free, uh, you know, like, like the Pi, the Pi Ohio um, is a free two-day thing over a weekend, and yet for the first month back after that, man, I am so motivated to write code and do awesome things. And so I've got to say, if you guys don't come to these things, you are definitely missing out, and I will run around and call you a part-time developer. I will. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and the other thing, if, you know, any, everybody who's here is having a great time at PyCon and is excited about this, Python is underrepresented at CodeMash. So you should, you know, apply to have talks at Code Mash, and, and we can, uh, you know, represent a little bit because. Uh, yeah, I know. I, gave, gotta, I we, gave my first talk uh, last year. I, I definitely trying to get more Python content. Although I do have to say, I, I really enjoy the idea of Code Mash of going to talks of things that are outside your circle. Right. Well, and that's but that's why I think there needs to be more Python content there, so that, that yeah. the .NET guys and the Java guys and and all those those folks can have a taste of the good stuff. And if you don't know, CodeMash is a conference in Sandusky, Ohio at a giant water park. And it's awesome because you can bring the family. I know my wife and my one-year-old went this year. And they went and played in the water park and at the playground area while I went to a conference. And then we got together at night. So if your wife does not like you going away on your own for a weekend at a time for a conference, it's a perfect one to go to because it's like safe for family. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I have to check out soon because check out right. time soon. So, so go it pack. sounds like we're okay. wrapping this one up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, unless anybody's got stuff they want to jump in with. So thanks anybody so much for sitting down with us. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, let you. us know about your great. trip. Thank have you. a safe trip back. Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah. uh, and hopefully you 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 know bring some snacks with you. It sounds like that's a 
Yeah, <laughs> bring some granola uh, bars. That. Yeah, bring some granola bars or something. Yeah, do any of you want a like a moose piece of moose art that I can pick up? For you? So I I've got my own. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Own. we go to the UP up in Michigan, and you can get some good stuff. It's an um, interesting thing, though, to you know use that as the art target and then also kill it afterwards. I think it's a sort of a recycling thing. <laughs> so awesome! So that's uh, John DeRosa, and you can find his uh, what's the site here? Seeknuance.com. Seeknuance.com is my blog. Yeah. So check it out, guys. Okay. Awesome. Thank Thanks. Thank you. We want to thank John DeRosa for taking the time out to talk with us. And also want to thank Mike Piernut of the From Python Import Podcast show for setting up the whole interview and for co-hosting. we got a lot more PyCon 2011 stuff, so stick around and thanks for listening to localcast.net. All right, come on, get the news over with. I want to hear the music. Man. Oh,